When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, baseball family, to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast. Today, we're going to go over current events, and we're going to update you on everything that has happened in the hot stove. We hope you're already having a happy new year, and that is what you'll get out of the show. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes, and now, Baseball Together. Again, welcome back, baseball family. I am Brig, and as always, I'm joined by Brad the Man. <laughs> Hi, I'm here. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> Blackjack Brad is in the house, everybody, <laughs> and we're not sure he's not going to offend someone in the first episode of the 2020 Baseball Together season, but he you may. Can count on it. So, very excited about that opportunity. <laughs> I'll tee it up. I'll tee it right up. <laughs> But before before we get too out of control, we should we should be well. I scratch that. Let's celebrate like crazy first, okay? Because we have a very exciting piece of news to talk about. We want to talk about Bianca Smith being hired by the ba- the Red Sox organization to be the first ever black female coach in baseball. Hallelujah! This is fantastic. It is. It's amazing. Just it's just an avalanche of of women coming in into the game and you just you heard the glass ceiling shatter and it's opened the floodgates and it's fantastic absolutely amazing i love it yeah i love everything about it i'm i really was thrilled to see this headline come across to learn more about her so i got a couple of details about her she was the director of baseball operations at case western reserve university then she was the assistant coach at the university of dallas assistant coach and hitting coach at Carroll University, and she has had internships with both Cincinnati and Texas So uh, in the front offices there. So her pedigree goes all the way back. She knows what she's doing. She's here to stay, and this is very, mm-hmm. very cool for baseball. It really is, yeah. And, and you know, here, here's something I think is really cool, is that it's only a matter of time before we see the first female manager. I mean, we heard that um, – Jessica Mendoza was being considered for the Mets because she's been in the front office yep. for several years. And, uh, you know, I thought it would have, been, would have been really cool if she had actually gotten hired. She didn't. That's fine. We'll move on. Um, but in the NBA, we saw, we've seen Becky Hammond, who is on the bench in NBA games as an assistant coach. And she made her first appearance as the head coach when Greg Popovich got ejected. So I yep. think it's only a matter of time before we see a woman in the a woman in the dugout who gets a chance to run the show when the manager gets tossed. I mean, we're, I think we're probably only two, maybe three years away from this happening, and it's going to be a major event, and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome because you're right, bench coach. That's not that that's not that far away from where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with women in baseball, so that's that's really cool. Really yep. cool. So congratulations really cool. to Bianca. Way to go, Boston. I can't believe I just celebrated the Red Sox, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> I can't think of a better reason to celebrate the Red Sox for the first time in my whole life. And probably Ooh. the last. 
Excuse me while I deal with these emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. So, okay. (laughs) Moving on. Ian Happ. Ian Happ has has some perspective he's wanting to offer about the owners' groups and their financial hardships this following the 2020 season brad can you tell us a little more about this <laughs> so according to ian happ uh for those of you who don't know chicago cubs outfielder basically what he's saying is the the financial losses that the owners are claiming have been greatly exaggerated um because this is what he said in uh in an interview with the dan bernstein show on uh 6 70 a.m said, you don't really see the players coming out and saying that we took a 63% loss this year. That's not the narrative from the players because we didn't lose any real money. Guys still got paid. And then he goes on to say, so it's really tough to claim loss when it's just money that wasn't realized. So basically what he's saying is, you didn't lose any money because it wasn't there. All it was were, it was just projected funds. You lost projected funds. So... I, I think that the players actually have a legitimate case here because we've heard owners saying, oh, my gosh, we're so poor. We lost so much money. It's like, well, no, you just didn't make it. You didn't lose it. You never got it. So mm-hmm. I think he's got a, I think he's got a legitimate argument there. Yeah, he does. But the, And to play devil's advocate, the only difference I would say is that a corporate revenue cycle does overlap on purpose. And you do have right. to have projections – and you do track profits and losses in different at different times, and they are it is built on a projection schedule in especially at this level, right? Where this mm-hmm. is high level business corporate finance. Yeah. So, so yes, projections they do have some complaints, but they also if they're capable of projecting that far into the future, and if they're capable of managing their business on, on fantasy, right on on <laughs> expectations and hopes. Then they should also be capable of, you know, tightening it up, and and they are. And to their credit, we're seeing that. We just don't mm-hmm. like the way they're doing it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's coming with player spending, which is, which honestly, like, I do expect that because you know, if you know you're not gonna have money coming in, you're kind of you're gonna be cheaper, right? You're not gonna spend as much money. So I can see that on the right. owner's perspective of like okay, we don't know what this year is going to be like. We don't know how much money we're not going to earn. So let's be a little bit more frugal in free agency. But you've got guys like, we're going to get to this a little bit later, you got guys like Trevor Bauer who are just seeking a regular old contract like it's any old year. And it's like, dude, I love you, but probably not going to happen this year. <laughs> you know, it's do like, you Do you think he wants a regular old contract or do you think he thinks he's worth – more than well, he's asking. I, oh, I mean like a regular old contract for a guy like him. Because he's looking for 35 to 40 uh, million over five or six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Which is a, a lot year of money. over five or six years. So he's looking for about 200 mil or so. Right. So... He want Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of like... He okay, wants yeah, like money. A, yeah, like in a regular year, somebody would pay that because he's a very good Pro- pitcher. Yeah. He can anchor your staff. Yes. But in a year where there's so much uncertainty about how much money teams are actually going to be making, I wouldn't be spending that kind of money. I wouldn't want my team spending nope. that kind of money. Right. So. So no, like I, I get what he's I get what he's saying that you didn't earn the money, so you didn't lose it. But then I also understand what you're saying when you're being devil's advocate of like you're projecting to make this money, and we lost based on the projections, right? 
loss yeah. or loss compared to last year, you know. So I understand that part of it, but I also feel like he's not far off that they did bring money in. It's not like they spent yeah. all that money and didn't bring anything in. So Well, exactly. But what they lost was the gamble. <laughs> because when you do that, you you're gambling, right? You're mm-hmm. Yeah, and they did lose. So Yeah. It's, yeah, it's I crazy. I see it on both sides. I think mm-hmm. the owners whine a lot, and I don't like that. So I ha- <laughs> I really hate to play devil's advocate. You on behalf You would think of the that owners. the owners were sitting waiting for their six hundred dollars stimulus checks. To be honest, like you, that's that's, that's, right, that's how they make it feel. <laughs> that's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> Man, what's that children's story about the boy in Denmark who puts his finger in the hole in the dam? Oh, I can't remember. I the one that I immediately think of is on Bridesmaids when Kristen Wiig's sitting up in first class, and Rose Byrne is like, she doesn't get to sit in first class often. Just let her have my seat. And she's like, help me, I'm poor. <laughs> that's what I think exactly of with the right. owners. Help me, I'm poor. No, you're not. That's you're right. <laughs> no, knock it off. Oh my word, that's but, awesome. Anyway, so. Moving on, you know, we talked about Ian Happ with the Cubs. Let's talk a little bit more about the Cubs. John yeah, Shambi or Boog Shambi, formerly now of ESPN, Ooh. is going to be calling Cubs games. And yeah. Brig, the question I have for you is, has ESPN hit an all-time low by letting go of Boog Shambi? Well, the simple answer is yeah. That's what I put in the notes. <laughs> yep. I, I'm glad you saw that. <laughs> yep. Super Yep. <laughs> Um, but I will say I do like the departure from the national level back to the local level. I think that is what should happen. I think the teams should have the excellent commentators and play-by-play. They should, yeah, because he's the only guy on yep. ESPN that I actually listen to as far as play-by-play. And, right, exactly, yes. Because everybody so else I don't, they have is, is I not don't good. think it's a bad thing. <laughs> Right. That's the thing is it's it's good for him because I'll tell you what, it's good for the Cubs because I'm going to be listening to more Cubs games now. For sure. Throughout the year, especially like day games, I'll for sure turn on a Cubs game because I want to listen to Boog Shambi. But um, I'm definitely going to be muting every single game I watch on ESPN now. Well, until they bring in someone super awesome, which Well, they don't have anybody super awesome right now, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. Hey, you know what? Maybe they could do. What's up? Maybe they could pick up Didi Gregorius. I mean, he's a free agent. <laughs> do you think he could do play-by-play? <laughs> I don't. He's the most he would, entertaining player. He's one of the most entertaining players in the game right now. Yeah, I he think has he would a be more of a color marketing. guy. <laughs> he would be yeah, more of an sure. analyst than he would be a play-by-play guy. Go, no, I don't. I don't know that he could. Okay. Necessarily step in and take over for uh, what is it? El Oso Rojo? Is that what they call him? The Red Panda? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, Liam Hendricks? <laughs> he's. Yeah. I only bring him up because he's also a free agent and needs a <laughs> job. You know, everybody that's you're all. talking about though, those would all be analysts. They would all be color guys. They wouldn't be a play-by-play guy. I know. That's the bummer thing. I know you're I right. Mean, it's hard to do. It is. It's hard to be good at it. There's a reason I don't do it and never had any desire to do it because it's difficult. But I still critique yeah. them because I want to listen to somebody good. <laughs> so that's the way that's going to be. Oh, that's good. Anyway, oh, let's go ahead and take Thanks a quick break. When we honest. get back, we're going to get into the Hot Stove League. Love it. 
No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with Nine Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at NinePlusUs.com. Welcome back, baseball family. So it's the hot stove league season, and I honestly like I love love all the transactions that happen during the off season. I used to be so bored by it, but I I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and just like <laughs> more interested in how a team is put together or what. But man, like every year when free agency comes, I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> I just get so excited. So we're gonna talk about Brad. it. We're gonna talk about it today. Because there's a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, we're, we'll get to them in just a minute, but dude, the Padres. Holy moly. All right. So there's a little tease for you. Anyway, let's start with Yasiel Puig. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> okay. So he, this is a guy who I actually find really interesting because he's a tremendous talent. He's like, he's like, I mean, they call him the wild horse for a reason, right? That he's just yeah. kind of this raw talent that's out there, just can't be broken. Nobody knows what you don't know what he's going to do next. He's one of those guys where he gets he gets a ground ball in the outfield. He could either throw it over the center field fence from right field, or he could throw it to first and gun the guy down, gun, like get the runner out. Right? Yeah. Like yes. You don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it's like it's like Bull Durham. I don't know where it's going to go. You don't know what he's going to do. Which has kind of <laughs> caused him some problems, right? Yes. So, Brig, uh, your Yankees are looking at him? Yes. <laughs> I'm curious how that would yeah. work out. Like, as a, as a Yankees fan, how do you feel like that would work out, A, in the clubhouse, and B, just like generally with what you've referred to me as white-collar baseball? Well, it is white-collar baseball. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> so, okay, let's compare clubhouse options. Would you rather have a DJ LeMayhew or a Yasiel Puig in your well, clubhouse? Well, that's pretty – I mean, I definitely have a, rather have a DJ. Right. And I'm not even talking about on the field. <laughs> right. right. No, yeah, strictly, strictly in the clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, I mean you've got you've got one guy who is kind of un- unhinged in the clubhouse a little bit. I mean he's yeah. we we've heard him we've heard of him just ducking his head into like poking his head into a press conference, saying bleep the media, and then leaving. You know that doesn't yep. seem like a very DJ LeMahieu kind of thing to do. No, it's not. <laughs> so then, okay, let me make it a little more fair. You get a guy with a whole bunch of personality like Didi Gregorius. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have him in the clubhouse versus Yasiel Puig? I still think I'd rather take Didi over Puig because he's still a team player, right? Yes. These are I'm softballing them in here, bro. These are <laughs> these are ridiculous questions. <laughs> I've got one for you. I've got one for you. Right. Would you All rather right. have uh, Would you rather have John Carlos Stanton now in right field or Yasiel Puig? Well, Aaron Judge should be in right field, so that's not even a problem. 
Well, okay. Well, how about this? But when okay, Giancarlo Stanton a, is healthy. He's in right field. Because wasn't wasn't Judge moved over to center field when Stanton was playing this year? No, they moved Stanton to left. Oh, did they? Okay. And it was all right. It was so, a, it was an issue. So okay, here's the question: yeah. Do you think the real question is? Do you think Yasiel Puig could play left field? That's the real question. I think he could, um, because left field, like, typically, of all the outfielders, I feel like the left fielder has the worst arm. But Puig's got a cannon. Yeah. So if you've got him over there in left field, you still got a pretty good left fielder. It's just a matter of him adjusting to the ball off the bat on that side of the outfield. Yep. That first jump, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's say he can adequately adjust. Let's say he can get a better read on it at left field or at least a halfway decent read on it. Mm-hmm. Is it his bat is unquestionable, right? I mean the, when he's on, he's super on. So what the question yeah. then becomes do you want his influence in the clubhouse? That's it. That's what it all comes down to. Yeah. And he Yeah, that's true. He can't be having blue mohawks in New York. <laughs> it's just not going to work. Well, and who knows? Maybe that kind of reels him in. Cuz he has said that he wants to work on some of his bad habits, and maybe not being able to have a mohawk period will reel him in. Right. And so I you know, think the Yankees back say we're willing to pay you this much money if you come in, you step in line, you have a normal haircut. We don't do mohawks in New York. Right. And you you come and you work. You it, it's we run a business here. You know, right. you you come and you you get started when you're supposed to, you leave whenever you're done at the end of the day. And uh, I I wonder if maybe kind of that kind of structure would be good for him. So, it has been good for other people in the past in New York. mm mm-hmm. Mhm who have these larger-than-life personalities and get kind of like, even if they're short-term contracts, they get kind of reined in. They're forced to toe the line a little bit, and the New York gets a lot out of them. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it just is what it is. It's a make-or-break scenario. Um, and I think with Yasiel Puig, the whole league is wondering what is going to happen. So, because mm-hmm. he's just been bouncing around. So, um, may, maybe this is the best thing for him. Maybe... He's so good, and it's all untapped right now because he's doing this wild child thing that may, maybe, you know, he gets his number retired in New York one day. I don't know. He's got tons of career left. Tons. He does. Yeah, he's still really young. And and here's the thing, too, is that this is another, another way that things could go sideways for him in New York is the fans. He's yeah. a very emotional player. And if yeah. he goes in a slump and those fans are letting him hear it, I don't know how he would react to that. Yeah. I mean, Milton Bradley, who had a pretty decent career, his career ended in Seattle because he was playing terribly and he could not handle the heckling from the fans. He was going up to the plate with uh, with um, earplugs in. Yep. So that he didn't have to hear the fans. And his career well, ended shortly well, after that. What about Sonny Gray? Sonny Gray is another example. He just couldn't hack mm-hmm. the pressure. And it, it broke yeah. him. Where Whereas when he was playing in Oakland and New York would travel to Oakland, he tore us to pieces. Mm-hmm. Well, going to since I mean in Cincinnati now, he's he's one of the top he's one of the top two guys on that staff this last year. Right. You know, and the other guy was the Cy Young Award winner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? so, yes. 
<laughs> so he he plays well in smaller markets, and I don't know how I don't know how Puig would take a big market like that. I don't know either. Well, he played in L.A. Yeah, but L.A.'s different. People are pretty chill in L.A. <laughs> New York's just yeah. so uptight. You're, yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, in L.A. they so. throw paper airplanes onto the field. In New York, it's like tacos. it's like pejorative slurs and <laughs> like hate mail, yeah. like audible hate mail. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. But in L.A., it's very different. <laughs> <laughs> they throw well, the best paper airplanes in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Do I they think you throw the best paper airplanes in LA? <laughs> That's good. That's my That's good. Okay. All right. Listen. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's um let's go on to to George Springer. Okay. okay. Did we just now, spend ten minutes talking about Yahtzee Puig? <laughs> we did. I can't believe it. I was like, and I was sitting here before, like, are we gonna have enough t- stuff to cover our time? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to start skipping. I think. Yes. Unreal. Yes. Oh my gosh! Unreal. Okay. Anyway, so anyway, George Springer. Okay. Now, <laughs> so he rejected a qualifying offer from the Astros. Yes. Which I was kind of like, you know what? I don't blame him because he probably feels like he's going to get that kind of money somewhere else, right? Yeah. But also, like, I bet you those guys are. I don't know if any of those guys are going to be resigning. Any of those big four, like you've got. You got Springer right now. Then you're going to have Correa, Altuve, and Bregman. Bregman. I'm not sure if any of those guys are going to resign because of the stink that yep. is attached to the Astros. Like their names and the Astros, they're going to want to go somewhere else to prove that they can play without cheating. Yeah. And the Astros are going to stink again. Yeah, you're right. You know. Yeah, that's exactly what's so, going to happen. <laughs> so when I saw Springer rejected that offer, I was like, "Yeah, that's probably the best thing for him." And I know that the the Blue Jays really, really want him. Oh, can you imagine him in really the Blue Jays? Oh man, that lineup is gonna be so dangerous because oh. he's he's a great leadoff hitter. Like I don't like him just no. because he hits a leadoff home run every time he plays the Mariners. But man, <laughs> he's I'm I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. That's something you could bet on and win every single time. <laughs> but yeah, he would be he'd be dangerous in Toronto for sure. Yep. Yep. Especially those huge alleys out there, yeah, he he'd be big time for sure. No, I like so that, and he'll bring a, great a fit. ton of experience to the to the younger crowd there, the younger team. Uh huh. <laughs> Teach them how to win. You'd be like, well, you know, we don't do this part of winning, <laughs> but we can do this part of winning without <laughs> without it. So we're part way there, you know. But... I wondered if you were going to say the <laughs> teach them how to win thing. I was. <laughs> it was just too good. <laughs> Okay, JT Realmuto, you know, <laughs> J- JT Realmuto okay. also now, rejected his qualifying offer. I think that was the dumbest thing he could have done, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yes. like <laughs> I would not have rejected that. No. That is guaranteed money in an uncertain year. Take that money and run with it. Yeah, especially with a good team like the Phillies. Yep. Yeah, I I don't understand that. And you know, maybe he was worried about uncertainty in the front office. Um, there was something going on there. I don't know. Or he felt just so disrespected by not getting an extension during the season that he was like, nope, I'm out. But, man, I could not believe that. Yeah, It's definitely – it's to me, it's very clearly emotional. Something personal has, has happened. It's the only explanation. Yeah. 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 I agree. And it's too bad. So, but 
but pretty much everybody and their mother is offering money to to Real Muto. Um, I did see that it said so. The headline that I saw said that they table mm-hmm. offers to Real Muto, and I'm like, what does that mean? Does that mean they're putting them on the table, or they're table tabling them like like holding not off. offering? Right. Yeah. And there was no. I mean, I obviously I didn't read the article. I just was scrolling down looking for news. Yeah. But um, I wonder if they're tabling those like they're holding off on them because he wants too much money and everybody's like, well, I don't know how much money we're going to have. <laughs> right. So. Well, and that's back to uh, what you were saying earlier. Oh, check this out. Okay. Let me let me digress back to um, Springer real quick. Okay. This came down eight minutes ago. It says Blue Jays give Springer a five-year offer under – $150 million asking, asking price. Whoa. That is that is new. They're lowballing him. They're lowballing him, and I think he's going to take it, honestly. He will for five years? I think he will. Five years, that's that's yeah. a nice long contract. And in five years, he'll still be – I mean, he's he's so he's 31 right now. Mm-hmm. So he could probably get a comparable, comparable deal for four years. Yeah. When he's thirty six, yeah, and and if there's definitely I mean, he'll have to he'll have to stay in the American League because he'll be he'll be DHing, but uh, he's not because he's not going to be the same center fielder. But man, for sure, I'd take it. I would, I would take it, especially if it's the only one on so. the table. I wonder if they gave him a time limit. Like, I wonder if something in the back office is like, all right, you got three days, because <laughs> that's hardball. I, <laughs> I mean, they're I playing would. hardball, so why would they it not is. be playing hard all the way around? Yeah, so it looks like the Mets are the only other team, but they don't have an offer out yet. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I, I think I think Springer's going to Blue Jay, going to the Blue Jays. Oh yeah. Okay. Looks like that's gonna happen. I love it. I love yeah. it entirely. That's that cool. actually makes me really happy mm-hmm. because a team that needs yeah. a guy like that and a guy that needs a team like that, like that. This is mm-hmm. what hot stove season is all about, like matchmaking. Right, mm-hmm. it's like it's like arranged marriages. It's <laughs> yes, it is. It's fun. It is absolutely. <laughs> and then you got your guys like DJ LeMayhew, whose parents did everything uh-huh. they could to set them up with a great deal and a superb <laughs> offer. And you know what? They just went. You know what? I don't care. I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> Thanks for the new car. Yeah. Right. When I my sweet sixteen, you well, got me a. A spider and now <laughs> that boy that dated me you got me a <laughs> hold on back up <laughs> you, got, you got the jeep wrangler i always wanted there you go and uh there you go and they're yeah. like okay now we found this great match for you and they're and and yeah anyway i'll stop the metaphor but the point is dj lemayhew has rejected the qualifying offer from the Yankees. This is not new information, obviously, but what is new is that nothing is new. Nothing has happened. And I wonder, Brad, my question to you about DJ is, will he be one of those holdouts for the, will he be the last guy to get signed or is he going to get scooped up in this next week or two? Um, I think it'll be a couple weeks. Um, I think Quite honestly, I think he's going to LA. He's going to be a Dodger, Ugh. and I think they're just working out the last. I think they're just working out the last little kinks of that deal. That's what. I, that's just me personally. I don't know anything. 
um, like inside whatever because I don't know any of that stuff. But personally, in my gut, I feel like that's what's going to happen. Why? Why is what? Please back that up while I vomit into my sweatshirt. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So the Yankees the last couple years have been like up and down as they come. Yeah. Right. Like the highs have been really, really high. The lows have been really, really low. For sure. And then come the playoffs, it just doesn't seem to work out. You know, this year is a chance to prove that, prove everybody wrong about the Astros and everything, you know, about the last few years, and they just couldn't do it. They just couldn't make it through the playoffs. The Dodgers, on the other hand, have consistently been the best team in baseball. Yeah. You know, it remains to be seen in the playoffs sometimes, and, you know, a lot of people are going to hold the shortened season against them, but every, every, it was an even playing field, so you shouldn't. Um, but they, I mean, they've gone on some of the longest winning streaks that we have seen in the last two, three years. Yeah. That it, they are a steady hand. You're almost guaranteed to win to some degree in L.A. <laughs> and I, I think he's a guy who just wants to win, he wants to go out there, do his job. He's not gonna ha- doesn't have to carry a team offensively because he was he and Luke Voigt were the only consistent, like the only guys who were consistent at all on the Yankees this yep. year. And if he's if he's a Dodger. He doesn't have to do that. He's got guys around him who can help carry the load. He's got guys on base all the time who he can drive in. If he's hitting one or two behind Mookie Betts, all he's got to do is hit a ball in the gap. He doesn't have to home run. Yeah. You know, where which, you know, a DJ LeMahieu home run is not outside of the realm of possibility, obviously. No, not at all. But a DJ LeMahieu double is super excellent as super, well. Super possible. You know? So... I th- I feel like he's going to go to the Dodgers just because he wants to win. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily a money thing. I think that they're probably, like I said, just working out some of the f- some of the final details. But because they've been working on it for a little while, but I think that's what's going to happen. Well, what I think what position would he play? Second base. Yep. Okay. Fine. I agree with you. Kike Kike Hernandez is out. He's out. Yeah. He gone. He gone. Why you gotta? So, you're so mean. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I just want him to stay. I don't in have New a York dog in the so fight, bad. Babe. I know you don't, and I just. I know you do. It makes me <laughs> literally heart sick. I'm like, no, but whatever. It's <laughs> it's not about me right now. Okay, it's not about me. Let's get on to Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon's in Oakland, not L.A., mm-hmm. and he's bouncing around right. last couple of years as a shortstop. He needs to find a home, and he does. Who plays shortstop in Cincinnati right now? Uh, you know, we talked about this. It was that it was that young kid. I can't remember his name right now, but they're looking to upgrade in Cincinnati. Yep. Um, so it, it doesn't seem like he is their long any any part of their long term plan. So I think um, I could see I could see Marcus Simeon. Uh, as maybe a third option because right like we talked about you've got Lindor and Story yeah Francisco Lindor and Trevor Story who are possibilities as well so those are the three hot shot shortstops out there right mm-hmm. so who's yeah. in the market for a shortstop we've got Cleveland Cincinnati both New York teams um Oakland if they lose Marcus Simeon which they are prepared to do and 
That that's did the Angels need a shortstop? I, well, I know I know Andrelton Simmons is gone, but I can't remember if they signed a shortstop. Right? I don't know. So maybe we'll throw Anaheim in there too. But so who would you rather have, Francisco Lindor, Marcus Simeon, or Trevor Story? Honestly, I th- I think for the price tag, I would probably rather have Trevor Story just because he's he's a really good shortstop, but he's not going to come with the price tag of Lindor, you know? Yep. Because, I mean, obviously, like, if, if money was not an issue, you'd, you'd want Lindor. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, of course. Well, we have to speak practically. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think, though, I think Story, while he's going to be more expensive than Simeon, I think that Story's your guy there. So I agree. And which team's going to get story then is the real question. I'm, I don't know because he's not a free agent, is he? He's, I mean, that's a trade. Wow, that's a good point. Yeah, he's not a free agent. Huh. Interesting. Well, my brain's going a million miles an hour. I'm like, all right. So I know the there's so many different things. I mean, there's a reason. There's a reason I am not a GM or anything. Like, no, no, I'm not in a front office somewhere. We could be, moly. probably. I don't know. I just. The point is, uh, it's like chess, I like to sleep right? Too it's much. Like, you like to sleep too much. Yeah, I saw money. I like ball. to get nah, more no sleep thanks. than what those guys get. I don't want that job. <laughs> It's like being on Wall Street, but with baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, exactly right. <laughs> so anyway, Marcus Simeon's on the move. We don't know where he's going to end mm-hmm. up. Um, mm-hmm. Marcelo Zuna also on the move. He's a free yeah. agent. Let's just go through the list of free agents that we have listed here: Didi Gregorius, Liam Hendricks, Blake Trinit, Trinan, excuse me, and Masahiro Tanaka. Ooh, that's a big one. Yeah, he's headed back to Japan. You just watch. Is he? You think so? Yeah, I do. Man, I'd take I him in Seattle. Honestly, I know you would, and you can have him because the pitching has been atrocious, atrocious, and he's been better than what's been there. So, True. like, have him come in and kind of mentor the young guys for maybe two years. Two and yeah. uh, and I think I think you've got a good thing going there. Okay. Kind of like King Felix option to the Braves, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, I'd take it. Only, Why not? only more. Yeah, yeah, and you, you've got to have him take a discount because you're not going to pay him the kind of money that he's been getting or anything, you know, or possibly even what he could get in Japan. But you bring him in, have him mentor guys, teach him what it means to work hard and win. Because I mean, we talked about this before, where Cliff Lee was—I mean, I don't remember if we actually had this conversation—but Cliff Lee came into Seattle. And he really taught Felix Hernandez like what it means to work hard and become a better pitcher because nobody on the pitch on the pitching staff or on the coaching staff was doing that for him at the time. Yeah. And, you know, we've had a complete turnover of pretty much everybody in that clubhouse since then. Yeah. So I don't think that's still going on. But to have somebody on the field who can teach that, I think that'd be perfect for, for that young that young staff. So Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't even think about I'd that. Take him. I like that. So anyway, uh, Marcus, so like, kind Marcus of like Stroman, coach, what? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Marcus Stroman. He accepted the qualifying offer for, with the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's the one that has accepted, but Trevor Bauer, I guess is the last one that's really needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. And we've touched on him a couple of times, but you know, he's asking for 
you know, a a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) It it really is. It's a ton Mm. of money. And, you know, he's, he's got an agent who's not going to back down because part of it is she's trying to establish herself in major leagues as in the major leagues as well. Well, and she's doing a pretty great job. She is. She's doing, she's doing an excellent job. So, I mean, I'm not knocking her at all. I think she's, I think she's great and she's doing great things, but, uh, but yeah, I don't think they're going to settle. I don't think that's in their plans at all. So where where does like, he end up then? Oh man, I would have said you know what? Last week I would have said San Diego. Um, he and Mike Clevenger are like brothers. You know, mm-hmm. Clevenger's going to be out this year with with Tommy John surgery, and I could I could have seen Bauer going and uh, kind of taking his spot in the rotation this year. And then, dude, next year, could you imagine those two in that rotation? Oh, no, it's moly. upsetting. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not upsetting because I want to see the Padres go, but I'd like to see the Padres do well. But yeah, like I, I don't, I don't know where he's going to go. They're doing a pretty good job of concealing it. I think, um, I do think the Yankees are on the table because they're going to pay you. for him. That's what I was just going to um, say. I think the Mets are also on the table because they're going to pay for him. That's exactly what I was going to um, say. He's not going to go back to Cincinnati because he wants too much money. Yeah. I think San, San Diego might still be on the table. I don't know for sure, just because of the Snell thing, which we're going to get to in a little bit. But yeah. man, could you imagine that? That wouldn't be so, fair. It wouldn't be fair. Let's do one last. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a cliffhanger before we go because somebody just gave up one of their starting pitchers, and maybe Trevor Bauer ends up in Chicago. Oh, and with that, let's take a break. The designated hitter, the infield fly, a ground rule double, the dropped third strike. To some, these seem like strange things. To you, these are just baseball things. Shop the Baseball Things collection at 9plusus.com. All right, baseball family, left you with a little bit of a tease there at the end of that segment because the Chicago Cubs somehow have decided that it was a good idea to get rid of Victor Carantini and Hugh Darvish, along with non-tendering Kyle Schwarber, mm-hmm. by the way, yeah. just for context. And then they traded you Darvish, Victor Carantini, to... The Friars. He's, they're going to San Diego, yep. which is terrifying for everyone who will ever play San Diego. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean for Chicago? <laughs> well, like, and guess what? Brad, tell us what they got for their deal, Brad. Um, A six-pack and a bag of balls? I don't know. I mean, that's kind of what it looked like to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, they didn't get much, if anything, in return. So that says one of two things to me. Either the Cubs really, like, really wanted to get rid of you, Darvish, for whatever reason. I don't know what that reason would be. Or two, me neither. They have no intention on winning this year, and they're going to rebuild. Yeah, because you don't let go of a guy like that if you are trying to win. Nope. And, no, you don't. And we've we've heard the Cubs say 
you know, they've mentioned Chris Bryant's name in trade talks. They've mentioned, I don't, I mean, I, Wilson Contreras, I think was mentioned the last week or two in trade talks. Uh huh. I don't know. I don't know, man. And then four score and seven years ago, we heard one Javi Baez rumor that has since been dispelled, but yeah. But when they non-tendered Kyle Schwarber, mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> that was like, that was like the shot across the bow. We all know Chris Bryant is is on his way out as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. but that's no surprise. I think we were surprised the first time we heard that, like seventeen years ago. <laughs> but now it's like not a big deal. Yeah, we've all, we've all gotten used <laughs> which to is, it. Which yeah. it's still funny to me. Baseball. Like, uh, I, I don't know if there's something about Chris Bryant that rubs the front office the wrong way. Like, is it the ownership? Is it the guys who were under Theo Epstein? Was it Theo Epstein? Like, is there something about that guy that they just don't like off the field? Like, I don't. I Obviously, I don't know him, so I don't know what it would be. But it, it's so weird to me that they would just constantly throw his name around in trade talks. It's like, yeah, we're going to get rid of our one of our, our uh, franchise third basemen. Who would like him? Okay, has it improved his performance at all is my question. Because I can see that being somewhat of a like last-ditch motivation effort. I don't think it has. I don't know that there's necessarily been an uptick in performance it. since there's been all that stuff coming out. But <laughs> I don't know. But so... The real question is, does Trevor Bauer end up sliding into Yu Darvish's spot in Chicago? Um, I don't think so. Just because, oh. like I said, it doesn't seem like... Getting rid of Yu Darvish does not seem like the move that a team who's looking to win now is going to make. So I don't think they're yeah. going to pay Trevor Bauer money to not win now. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah, that's a really good point. Maybe the White Sox. That's oh, maybe the White Sox. So maybe he could end up on the South Side, uh, because mm. they're in win now mode. That's why. Oh, bet. That's why they fired yes. Renteria. Was because he was. Um, I was actually talking to somebody who's kind of in with uh, some White Sox insiders. So it's like talking to an, a White Sox outsider who's in with insiders. Does that make sense? So he it said that Renteria, <laughs> Renteria was hired on as basically a bridge between losing and winning. That he was never supposed to be the manager to take that team to the World Series. That he was going to get them get get them to where they needed to be to get ready to win. So he was kind of like the training wheels. And now that the training wheels are set to come off, they fired him. And that's why they brought in La Russa. Well, that's pretty rough. That's pretty brutal, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And especially to be replaced by Tony La Russa. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, like, I mean, when when Tony's gone, what are they going to say about Tony? Yeah, well, here's why we brought him in. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why we didn't fire we him when there the, were issues we day need, one. <laughs> we, need, we needed the help I've fallen and I can't get up infomercial money. <laughs> Maybe they were worried about an ageism suit. You're right. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, it's I, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah. That's what it is. It could yeah. have been. I don't know. For all you HR people out there, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> we get it. 
But anyway, <laughs> anyway, no, I could see I could see the White Sox pony up the money for Bauer, not the Cubs. I could too. Yeah, but honestly, I think Trevor Bauer is going to end up in the Mets or the Yankees. I think he'll end up in New York one way or another. I think he will too. He's not a dummy. He knows the That's money what to I be think. made in New York. Yeah. But let's yeah, neither neither is his agent. Yeah, let's go. Let's let's talk about the Padres though. We've talked about them here and there. Like, so they got you Darvish for like nothing, and then and then <laughs> bunch Greg, of prospects, and then they go and, and trade then. for a guy who didn't want to be traded for in the first place, traded for Blake Snell. So the Padres yep. who had. A pretty good, pretty good pitching staff last year. Now has a great pitching staff, and those bats to go with it. I mean, we're calling oh, them. Man. There's, we weren't calling them Slam Diego for nothing. You know, I mean, we yeah, know they can exactly. hit. It's and it's not just hitting home runs. Obviously, it's getting on base. So that's dangerous. I mean, yeah, it's all about OBP out there. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's fantastic, and I, I'm, I mean, I I've been saying for a while now, watch out for the Padres. I mean, do we need to make a T-shirt? Watch out for San Diego because they're coming. And it's they're coming brown. hard. Yes. Yeah. What what we'll do is we'll make a T-shirt. It's brown, mm-hmm. and in yellow it just says "Watch out." There you go. I like it. Let's do it. Okay. You can see it on the Hashtag shop. Hashtag you heard it here first in like a week. <laughs> yeah but give me a couple days yeah but for reals though i mean they're they're dangerous they're scary they're coming for the dodgers they're not just going to roll over and let the dodgers take the west no they're not no. just going to be happy with a wild it, card they're birth sick in the of doing that yeah exactly they're fed up with that they've been doing that and it's over mm-hmm. and it makes me really happy and they might just be young and dumb enough to know to not know better and exactly that's exactly what i think it is so. and i say bravo dilly dilly and what what get after it <laughs> and what what yes very good very much very good <laughs> <laughs> All right. oh my gosh well and they uh the so what else oh josh bell we gotta talk about josh bell oh i know so crazy okay so the Nats come off a World Series win and lay, lay an egg, <laughs> laid a big fat egg for 60 games. Super egg. And, I mean, yes. if ever there was a championship hangover, it was the Nats in 2020. <laughs> At <laughs> least it was shortened. Absolutely. <laughs> Woof. Woof. Man. Right. But now they come out and they're like, well, there's this Josh Bell guy. Maybe we should get back to our winning ways. <laughs> we've We've recovered. And so I'm curious if that's just the first of a few moves that we're going to see. Like, who knows? Maybe they'll come in at the 11th hour and offer Trevor Bauer a whole bunch of money and be like, hey, you're going to be a new guy because we're not going to extend Max Scherzer. So maybe they will. I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely an interesting move. Okay. So is because Josh Bell signed a what? A two year deal? I think that's what it was. I'll have to double check it. Something like that. Short. Yeah. I remember thinking, wow, that's short for such a young guy with all this potential. So mm-hmm. my question to you is, Brad. Okay. Is this a stepping stone situation for Josh Bell? Is he is are we gonna see him in a third team 
in the next handful of years? Um, or are they going to try and win with jo- – literally try to win with Josh Bell and whomever else they can bring on, and uh, and he kind of, like, finds a home there? Well, here's the thing. It's not like they have a bunch of crappy players, right? No. They still have Steven Strasburg. They still have Juan Soto, who is, like – I mean, he was in a, in the MVP conversation this year. And yep. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't the Juan Soto he was of two years ago, which was, you know, saying something. But he was yeah. still an MVP candidate this year, and I think he will continue to be because people have compared him to. I want to say they've compared him to Ted Williams with his plate with his plate discipline. If he can maintain that with his power, I mean, that's a guy who can anchor that lineup. And if they can build around him, I mean, if if you've got Soto. And Bell batting back to back. Come on now. I mean, you just gotta you've got to find a third guy to protect Bell, and that's it. That's not that's a it. that's not a good trip to the heart of the order for the for the opposition. No. So, what I th- are you thinking? Two, two, three, four, something like that. Yeah, yeah I can see it. Yeah, probably two, three, four. Um, yeah, yeah. I I think that I think he's just one more piece that they're looking to do to looking to put in place to compete in not maybe not 2021 i don't know they might they might get something together in 162 games who who knows that's what they did in 2019 sure yeah uh, but yeah he could just be one more piece and if they make a deal between now and the trade deadline don't be surprised no i wouldn't be i mean i think they're headed to the playoffs anyway Mm -hmm. with josh bell yeah um I don't know what that means or how far that'll go, but I I could see that easily. Yeah, I could see it. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, because they still have Ryan Zimmerman's leadership in that clubhouse, so it's not like, yeah, you know, it's like he's gone anywhere. And 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 to have him come in, have a guy like that come in to be able to give Bell Josh Bell a day off, I feel like is pretty pretty beneficial too. For sure. So, for sure, because you're not really, huh. you're not really having a major drop off in ability there no for sure i totally so agree I, with that. I yeah i actually totally forgot about that deal but when i saw it i thought it was really interesting for the future of the nats yeah so good or go they on. lay a couple of eggs and josh is like i'm out <laughs> they could it could <laughs> that's the way it could be you know because because they traded for him and uh i uh yeah i think he has a from what I saw, it looks like he has another two years on his deal. But yeah, he he could peace Something out like at first chance if you if you really wanted to if they were terrible. Yeah, yeah. And with that, yeah. I bet Juan Soto probably would too. Well, if that's the way it goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's an interesting one to watch. Interesting guy to watch this next year. Baseball family, we want to hear from you, though. Why, why don't you tell us what you're excited about, what trade deals or free agency hang-ups are, are really bothering you? Um, are you as bothered about this DJ LeMayhew thing as I am? Because I would just love to hear about it, <laughs> if you are. If it brings <laughs> you joy, then I don't want to hear about it, so just leave me alone. But um, <laughs> I, get, I heard Mike Farns. Just reveling in my pain <laughs> is what it was. That's what that was. So thanks, Mike. I can feel you all the way from Phoenix. God, he's so malevolent all the way out there. 
It's the heat. Some of that might it's be mine just, too. I'll be honest. It's you. you. Oh, because you're there too. You guys. Yeah. yeah. So now there's like this epicenter of. Oh. Anyway, I think we're gonna start the anti-Yankees fan club out here. Um, <laughs> Phoenix. The Phoenix. The Phoenix chapter. Uh, <laughs> we'll meet monthly with a podcast episode. There we go. How about that? Ah, oh, that. See. Oh man, you gotta do that. You just. <laughs> you just got to do that, and then come up with a name, though. Yeah, um, the League of something, 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 and then I will come up. The with League a of Extraordinary Yankee Haters. How's that? There you go. That's that's perfect, <laughs> and you're welcome. Also, I will do my own podcast monthly as a response. Yes, the perfect. League of Extraordinary Yankees fans. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, hey, you know we what? Do this. Speaking of, of monthly podcasts, uh, <laughs> Baseball Family, we're not going to really uh, unveil anything right now, but we do have some cool things coming down the pipe at you later this year. Um, probably once the season gets closer, we'll talk more about it, but we got some fun stuff coming at you this year. We're excited for 2021. We're excited for a full season of baseball, and we're excited to be able to bring you some fun new things. So stay tuned on that stuff. You can For stay tuned sure. And you can also stay tuned on social media as well. And don't forget to jump on the shop at 9plusus.com. That's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, where you can get all the sick gear we're wearing all the time, like my perfect hat, which is absolutely perfect, in case you didn't know. It is. For those of you watching on YouTube, you'll see that that was tongue firmly in my cheek. Uh, for those of you <laughs> listening only, we have a hat that actually says perfect. So <laughs> it's got a... A reverse K, K, the backward K for, you know, strikeouts. So, anyway, it's super cool. Everybody loves it. You can jump on the shop and grab yourself one. It comes in a variety of colors, and uh, I think that's all I have to say about that. Right on. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can leave us a review uh, and uh, rate us, on, especially on Apple Podcasts. That's like the, I think that's the best place to do it. Um, so if you could head on over yeah. there and do that, that would be great. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can watch the podcast there. Um, I actually put a link to the exact things that you see us wearing, hats, shirts, whatever you see us uh, wearing and using on the podcast. Those are down in actually the comments on YouTube, so you can go shop those directly. Uh, don't forget to drop us a line in the mailbag. We'd love to hear from you. Send us some questions, comments, concerns, snide remarks, whatever. If there's somebody you think we should get on the show, let us know, and we will do our best to get it done because we have some awesome guests coming up this year that we have already lined up, recorded, and we're excited. We're really excited about it. Like I said, excited about everything that's coming up this year. And Baseball Family, thanks again for joining us. We will catch you next week. Thank you.